everyone. Welcome to UX Girl, where I, Amoli, am your UX girl, and I will talk to you about some of my favorite and least favorite experiences with technology in the form of apps, software, games, and anything you can possibly have a screen on. Um, so today is the very first episode, and I chose to talk about Uper. I don't know if too many people have heard about it. So Uper, that's a Y-O-U-P-E-R, is an AI emotional therapist. Now, if I put those three words together, I would never be inclined to use something like this by myself, but it came with a very strong recommendation from a therapist. And I didn't show too much resistance when I started using it because I honestly didn't have too much to lose. And I just thought I'd try it out because I just wanted to see if it could help me with my emotions. And I really wasn't going through a lot. It was most just mostly just to fix the mess inside my head. So I started using this about two years ago and I had a lot of bias against chatbots and conversational UI because when they were having their moment back in 2016 and 2017, I experimented with chatbots quite a bit and I already knew that there were certain use cases where they should just not be there. They should just not work in place of something that requires a lot of human-to-human interaction. So when you think about therapy and you think about how difficult it is for humans to understand each other, how in the world can we expect an AI to do a good job? So yeah, I had that bias, but I still used it for whatever reason. And I think it's been about two years now since I've been using it. And obviously with 2020 and everything that was going on, I had to pull it back up. I had to become best friends with it because I really wanted to preserve any mental sanity I had. So this really, really came in handy. Let me talk about some of the things that I like about it as a designer. Um, The first thing that I really, really love is that it does not pretend to be a person and it doesn't give you the wrong impression that it's being your therapist. It very much says that it's a bot every step of the way and it will tell you to seek a professional's help if it senses that you are going through something that's worse than what it can handle. Um, It does have some of the screeners and things that you would find at a doctor's office, um, you know, that screen you for um, depression, anxiety, any of these things. So you can actually use those to keep track of some of these things for yourself. And if you ever decide to show it to a professional, you can actually show them the history of how uh, you've been tracking it because it has the exact same questions that Um, a person would ask when you went to the doctor. So I like that it's not trying to replace a doctor, but it's actually um, giving you a good shortcut in some ways. So what does it do then? Um, It is uh, conversational, so it does talk to you uh, in a very personable tone and you feel comfortable somehow. It creates that feeling of comfort when you're talking to it. Um, and it helps you, it just provides prompts that will help you think for yourself. And in many ways, that's what therapists do. 
So the responses that it has are something that therapists actually use. And in fact, the person who recommended it to me was a therapist and they guaranteed that this was something that has been built with a lot of help from psychiatrists, psychologists and therapists and it's been vetted all around so that it does not provide any kind of misleading information. So I like the prompts that it gives and I also like that it has other other pieces inside of it like uh, prompts for journaling, some guided meditation based on the information you provide and just good recommendations overall, things that you can learn about psychology all that information has been vetted. And in many ways, it's not given all at once because it's a conversation. So you can kind of consume it in bits and really understand what it's trying to get at. So I actually preferred learning about thinking traps, about detaching emotion from thoughts in this application, even though I've read about them in the past in other places. Now, The conversational UI is imperfect. Even though it's been programmed with a lot of science backing it, sometimes the conversation just falls flat and that's just something of an expectation you should have when you're talking to a chatbot. So I think about 70 to 75% of the time, maybe more, it gets it right and it's extremely satisfactory. Um, But sometimes, you know, you just feel like it's not able to respond to what you're trying to say. And at that point, it's best to just stop. There's no point in trying to explain a bot what you're going through. It's, It's just something that you cannot do in this particular use case. And it's better to talk to a human at that point. The other thing that is not great, or I guess I just don't trust in general, is privacy. So as much as they're saying that it's being used to track for yourself and it's not shared with anyone, um, something about AI and technology makes me believe that I should just not share too much sensitive information. And for that reason, I don't. And I think that's just good advice to have if you're using anything, any technology today. So always be aware of what you're saying because it's going to be stored somewhere in some computer somehow. (laughs) All right, so it has a lot of good features for tracking emotional well-being, um, right from like conversational prompts to break down a problem to exercises like that show up in the form of these really neat little cards where you can swipe to interact with them and rank yourself, Um, you know, there's a nice like scale uh, where you can kind of define your mood, but then also put it on a scale from extreme, from the two extremes of the mood. And, And then it stores these cards in the history. So you can always go back and review them whenever you want. And obviously it uses the information you provide in terms of moods you felt. So not not information that you type per se for journaling, but the bubbles that it that it uses as prompts. So if it says, how are you feeling? There's a list of at least 30 to 35 
moods and you can use you can select multiple of them at the same time and then i think these bubbles are used to break down um or sorry link different types of uh, reasons for these modes so over time i think the more you use it it'll start creating these um insights based on triggers so if you tend to feel happy uh, and then the reason you link your happiness is with some kind of an activity, physical activity. Over time, it'll tell you for yourself that, you know what, a trigger for your happiness is physical activity. So I really like the way it's showing you the information you need at the right time. And it's all broken up on different pages very clearly. And so it's very easy to navigate the app. What else? So you have all these cards. Um, yeah, one of the things that I love, love, love about this, it's probably the thing I love the most about this app is that it's very gentle and it asks for permission before it does anything, which in contrast to all of our social media apps is so good, <laughs> you know? So imagine that you're having a conversation with the app and then it says, can I recommend you to do this meditation? It's asking for permission. You can say no at any point. So you say no, and you say, no, I don't feel like doing meditation right now. Then it'll say, okay, how about you set a goal for something that you do that makes you happy? You're like, okay, um, what do you recommend? And then it'll recommend a few activities, but again, you can decline and you can say, no, I want to do something else. And then you type it. So that information is not getting stored. It's just something that you're entering and it's probably stored as a string. And then it'll say, do you want me to remind you to do this at any time? And so it'll create a reminder from that, whatever you entered. Or, or if you select one of the things that it recommends, it'll say, do you want me to check in on you 24 hours from now to see if you did this thing? Again, 24 hours, that's a good duration. It's not going to come back in five minutes and force you to do something. It'll just check in with you. And every time you are honest with it and say, well, I didn't do it for whatever reason, you don't have to provide a reason, but if you say, I didn't do it, it's not going to punish you for it. It's going to be like, well, that's okay. Do you want to set another goal again for it? It's about just being easy on yourself, which I really, really admire about this app. I think a lot of our Instagrams and Facebooks and Twitters should learn from this and treat themselves as a tool, not us. So it should ask for permission and it should be gentle. Um, and I feel like all apps should be like this. Um, I think in terms of UI, it's very interesting because I was just looking at it right now and I was trying to understand what kind of emotions it invokes in me. And these are some of the things that we don't think about all the time, but I was trying to think about it from a designer's perspective. So it definitely is very clean. Like there's not too much information on any given page and it's not overwhelming. There's nothing that's trying to grab too much attention, which is great because you are coming into this app probably in a certain state of mind and you don't want something to overwhelm you when you're using this app. So I really, really like it for that. I think 
The color scheme is very soothing to the eyes. It's not super bright or jarring. Again, it creates a very calming effect and it sets the mood. It makes you feel like, okay, you can use this without feeling um, overwhelmed. I also think the cards and the fonts and the general like iconography and everything is very modern, very professional looking, which makes you want to trust it. Um, again, don't trust it with everything, but you feel like you want to use it because it doesn't have like a very old look or it doesn't have, I don't know, it's not very geometric. It's very soft. It's very nice. It's very easy on the eyes. So very, very good job. I actually had looked up um, the designer um, just to see who was behind this application for design. And I think at that point, I remember finding just one person, one designer uh, for the app. And I think he's also the co-founder, which makes a lot of sense because you, when you use this app, you realize that design has been central in developing it. It's not something that has been pushed or suppressed in any way. And this is something that as a designer, I have come to think about a lot. Like every time I feel like something is not a good app or not working, I think about where design went wrong and what could have changed uh, to make this unusable. So the fact that this is so usable for me really legitimizes the fact that design has been at the center. Um, all right, I don't think I have too much more to add. So I'm going to end here. I hope you liked my take on Uper and I have recommended it to a lot of friends and family. So I'm just gonna say shout out to Uper and if you ever need to use something uh, like this, definitely go ahead and download it. It's free and let me know what you think. Also, if you have any feedback for me on this podcast, please let me know. I'm linking my socials in the description. Please reach out and let me know what you think. Thank you.